0: we Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. Guys, this episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by Cassidy.com. We receive emails pretty much daily asking us things like which club do you recommend and which events do you think we should be going to? And we always tell people go to Cassidy.com. They have all of them listed there for you. You can see the different ones happening in each state as well as internationally. And you can also see all the different events, the different themes, so you can really plan out your travels. And of course, if you do make it to Cassidy, which you should, you should come send us a friend request. We're Front Porch Swingers on there, and we'll send you a backstage pass with some sexy stuff if you want to see that as well. And best of all, you can try it for free for 30 days. Get full access to the website and all of its features. When you go to frontporchswingers.com, go to the bottom of the homepage and click on the Cassidy banner. We would love to see you there. We hope that you love Cassidy just as much as we do. So I think we're going to kick off the show today with some very exciting news, some announcements, if you will, that we have been dying to talk about. I think we've kind of hinted at this for a while, but today we're going to actually blow the can right off of it.
1: Yeah, well, it's been in the works for, for a hot second, and finally it's coming to fruition. We, of course, are relocating to Vegas. We are a very short three weeks away, which is really kind of exciting and a little frightening at the same time because we have a lot of shit to do. But we are getting ready to go to Vegas. We are going to be throwing amazing curated events with Our new partners.
0: Yes. So this is the first time we're officially announcing this on the show. Our Patreon members have known about it for a little while now, but we have a union of sorts going on with the goodfellas. And if you guys aren't familiar with the goodfellas, they are doing amazing hot wave lifestyle events really across the world. They do events in France, in Spain, all across Florida and different states throughout the United States, but they aren't in Vegas and they're really not on the West Coast yet. And we want to step in and do events out there in our new community in partnership with the Goodfellas.
1: Yeah, they are absolutely the worldwide leaders of the Hot Wife space in terms of events. Uh, Stag and vixen couples, cuckold couples. They're the type of events where people can go and really meet quality single men in this space. It is properly cultivated. An amazing job is done to create an environment of really just safety, enjoyment, And sexiness, and that is what we are going to take to the Vegas area.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think one of my favorite things about the Goodfellas events, too, is because the guys are so quality, they're well vetted ahead of time, this is not a meat market environment. You're not going to walk in and feel like you're being attacked by single men. These guys understand how to interact with couples. They understand how to be as respectful as possible so that everyone has fun. And we're really excited to bring that same concept to the Vegas area. And if you guys want more information on the Goodfellas specifically, we're going to put a link in our show notes for you so that you can go check out what they're about, but also make sure you're on our mailing list. If you go to frontporchswingers.com and go to the bottom, there'll be a spot where you can subscribe to our mailing list, and that's where we're going to be putting the announcements for the first few events. Uh, Obviously, we'll be telling our Patreon members before anyone else because that's what we do, but the second people to find out will be the people on that mailing list, and that way you can also keep up with the future events we're going to be doing because this is not a one and done thing. No, we're not going to Vegas and throwing one event. We're throwing lots of events and you can really plan a Vegas trip or if you're in the Vegas area, that way you know about all of the events available to you via us and the Goodfellas.
1: Yeah, this is a situation where we are very literally going to change the hot wife space in Vegas. This is what we're Passionate about doing. And the, the beautiful part of this is that we have, again, as you mentioned, created this union with the Goodfellas, which is just going to make it that much better. Yes. I mean, truly uh, just amazing experiences that we have had uh, at these events. And we're going to continue that in the Vegas area. Also, jump on Cassidy, join our Vegas Hot Wife community.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Vegas Hot
1: Wives. Vegas hot wives definitely a place where you're going to find a lot of information about what we're doing very soon in 2022.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited I'm so excited to do this Mostly because we have become friends With several of the good fellas, And they're fucking awesome They really are just amazing men Who understand this space And who understand how to treat a hot wife right And therefore everyone has a whole lot of hot sex
1: Well, it's, yeah, it's a community of people it, ge- it genuinely is We had the opportunity to have dinner the other night With uh, one of the folks from the Good Fellas, And man, what an amazing conversation Over the course of, you know, three hours and really getting into what the space means to them, and what the what the organization has done for them personally, and what it means in the overall scheme of uh, sexuality and the hot wife lifestyle. Uh, you know, this is a game changer. And we are we've been talking for a long time about how we feel about events that we've been to. We've been to let's face it, not so great events yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. It's time that we do the events that we would want to attend, and the Goodfellas events have been that, and now we're just going to take it to another level in Vegas, because it's Vegas.
0: It's going to be extra because it's Vegas. Yes. I can't wait.
1: Me either. It's so, so fucking exciting.
0: I can't wait for Vegas period. It's so funny. We've been doing a little, not shopping, but just like window shopping, looking at some different things. Well, because yeah. We're going to have to, you know, get furniture and all sorts of shit. And every time we see something that's over the top extra, I'm like, that's so Vegas. And I love Vegas for that reason.
1: Like that pair of shoes that I saw the other day, which I'm still disappointed I didn't buy. Rhinestone
0: right. boots. <laughs> is that the one?
1: Yeah. There's no place else you could possibly fucking wear those other than Vegas.
0: No one would bat an eye in Vegas. That's not I love it. No, absolutely not. Unapologetically extra. That's you could go what grocery like
1: shopping in those. You know, yeah, just, it's crazy. I cannot at wait. Target
0: and rhinestone stiletto boots. Absolutely.
1: Well, and again, putting these events together, it only makes sense for us to do them in Vegas, because yeah. that's it. Just makes the most sense. It, it, I just cannot wait. I absolutely am pumped for it. We've already been planning the first event. We will be looking at some locations very soon uh, in terms of where we think the first one's going to be held and when we have a we have a tentative date, but we're not going to release that yet.
0: No, stay tuned. So we also, speaking of events, went to. I'm not sure I would call it an event. We went to a venue last night.
1: Yeah. Look. So I decided. I thought let's let's step outside the box for me. Right?
0: I think you were thinking of it like, let's step outside the box. I was looking at it like, I want to give places a fair shake. I want to go experience them. I don't want to take other people's word for them because what I've learned about the lifestyle is everyone has a different level that they expect. Everyone has different ways of looking at venues and events based on past experiences. Yeah. Opinions. So I'm not taking other people's opinions. I want to form my own.
1: Yeah. And it's, di- well, and you know, it's difficult because we have friends and in this space, We have friends with varying views on things. Some of them say, "Oh, this place is amazing." Others say, "Oh, this place is terrible." And so, like you said, we really have we've had to go and kind of experience these things for ourselves. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. So our friends are always right, one group or another. (laughs) You just (laughs) never know which.
0: A friend, at least, is always right.
1: (laughs) A friend is usually right. So I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I I am going to step out of my comfort zone. Let's go to this event. Let's go see this place.
0: Well, to to be fair, like I said, it was not an event. It was just open for the evening they didn't have a large event going on
1: no there was nothing necessarily really promoted as it's going to be this kind of evening or that kind of evening but it was something new for us and i thought we, we haven't done it yet we've been in the area a while fuck it let's go do it you know let's just roll the dice see what happens yeah well, what happened was not a fucking thing.
0: Well, it was empty.
1: Yeah, nothing happened.
0: Yeah, I, the venue itself, we're, we're not going to name the venue, but the venue itself was actually very nice because honestly, it doesn't matter what the venue is. This concept is what matters, okay? The venue was was nice. It was clean. They've done a nice job of renovating it, but it was empty. And yeah. to me, it was a reminder of it's not just about the venue. It's about the overall atmosphere. Just because you walk into a place and it's pretty doesn't mean that it's going to be a great night.
1: Well, it goes to, for me, it speaks to a lot. Lot of things, right? Uh, you know how I am. I walk in a place and instantly I look at how the thing is being operated. It's gigantic. It's just too fucking big. And you and I were two of a total of seven people in there for an hour and a half. Yeah. And after 30 minutes, there were only five of us. Two, One couple just straight up left. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, it just it didn't, they gave it five minutes. They're like, fuck it, we're out of here. So for the period of about an hour and a half there were five of us there so it was myself and you and then there were two guys and a gal okay that's it yep. in this beautiful space that was ex- very it was expansive to say the least and it there was no energy no atmosphere it was benign yeah. really is what it was it was very sterile and so you know there are some things that need to be done now would i go back not right away no. I certainly wouldn't go back right away if there wasn't something specifically being held there. No,
0: there's some potential there, but they have they have some time before it's a legitimate venue in my opinion. a now, lot of time. yeah, another aside, though, something because there's really not a lot going on and you have a lot of time to focus in on all the little details. There were three guys there last night, aside from me, oh, man. okay. Two of the three guys are in fucking t-shirts accompanied by women who are impeccably dressed and this is not the first time we've seen this at almost every single event we've ever gone to unless there's a strict dress code which really is only at one club we've ever. Been
1: well, let's to. be honest though yes, you're right there was a, there was a strict dress code at one point. However, most of the time the dress code is allocated to the women. that when I say that I mean dress sexy. Put on your night, your your lingerie. Men, it's like, eh, whatever. Well,
0: I would say even more than that. Most of the time, the dress code is a suggestion rather than an actual code. It's not yeah. like a club where they're going to, like a legitimate nightclub. No. Where they're going to turn you away if you're not in the right clothing. No. It's like, oh, you're here. You're not dressed exactly how we want you to be. But like, come on in anyway.
1: Absolutely. Well, to be fair, we've only seen that one time. I have only seen one person or one situation where people were turned away because of how they were dressed. And it was a hot wife event. Owned by the good fellas. Yeah,
0: and I loved that.
1: Only one time. Yep. That's the only time I've ever seen it. Yeah, so- because
0: I don't think that you should be allowed to come into what is supposed to be a sexy environment. Wearing a fucking t-shirt. The one guy, his wife is in this beautiful dress, this yeah, beautiful she was hot. cocktail dress. It had this kind of uh, lace up thing going in the front, so it was kind of scantily clad, but just still kind of classy. She's wearing stiletto heels, and this guy's in a fucking t-shirt and jogger sweatpants.
1: Yeah, it's embarrassing, and unfortunately, that guy was probably pretty close to my age. So, listen, guys, get your shit together. Look, so here's a here's a perfect example. I tell you or I say to you in the morning, let's let's do this. Let's give this a shot. We throw it around like, all right, fuck it. We're going <laughs> throughout the course of the day. We're running errands. And you're like, so what are you wearing tonight? I said, well, I'm putting a suit on. You got all over me. You're like, wait a minute. You can't wear a suit. You're going to look ridiculous. That means I've got to put on an evening gown and, you know, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, what? Well, you know, I don't want to show up looking like a bum. I mean, this place is supposed to be nice. I want to, you know, and you're like, no, 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 you can't do that. Slacks, shoes, button down. That's it. So I would have been in a fucking shirt and tie and jacket, or not a tie, but I would have been in a jacket for sure, had you not stopped me. In that room, they would have thought I was a fucking cop or something, right? They would have, they I mean, totally. Would are have. you are you the attorney Who's for the this nerd? establishment? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I, it was really kind of weird. I I was already overdressed in this room, and I felt underdressed to begin with. And then this guy walks in in dirty. Tennis shoes, joggers, and a t-shirt that literally looks like he took it out of the hamper, smelled it, make sure it didn't stink, and threw it on. Yes. And his wife was a smoke show. Yeah. I- I'm like,
0: what, well, what the Well, he was fuck? an attractive guy, too, but I kept thinking to myself, okay, if this couple were to approach us, I would be nice, I would speak with them, of course... But I would never fuck a guy who shows up to an event wearing a t-shirt and joggers.
1: Well, what did I say to you? As they were walking out the door, I, I was, I'm was i watching them walk. And I'm thinking, oh, are they going to the bar? Where are they going? Sure enough, they're headed toward the door. I told you, if that guy was dressed better, I would have ran over there and introduced myself to him and caught him before they got out the door to see if we could keep them in the building just to have some people to talk to. Right. I, I wasn't going to do it.
0: But I had zero interest. I was hoping he, they were
1: going to go home so he could change his clothes.
0: He looked like he just came from the gym. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Dude. Yeah,
1: come on, guys, what the fuck? I just don't understand it. Why is it like so difficult for the men in this space to take it up a notch? Well, you know, and like I said, at least equal to your partner who is legitimately every woman I think that we know certainly in this space is always just polished. Just polished. You know, it come on, guys, you gotta step it up.
0: Yep, I 100% agree. So, yeah, that was my aside from the evening. I think it was a good experience, if nothing else. Like I said, we went and tried something different. We were open-minded.
1: Staff was lovely. The girls were really cute, and they were very friendly, and... Place was clean, fresh, new, and it was a you know it was a space that we had not really been in before, or spent any time in before. So we got to see some something new that potentially down the road might turn into something. Uh, right now, I just you know unless there's a really cultivated event that's going to take place that's of of note, I just don't see this uh, being a place that we return to. Yeah, not for a
0: while. Agreed. Yeah, unfortunate. So I have a single guy tip of the week that I think is an important one. I think we've covered Which it. one
1: are you using? Because <laughs> we
0: had so we many. We had, what
1: did we do? We went out the other day, we were doing some shopping and we, were, we had coffee. We had, went to this very cool little cafe and we're sitting there, we're looking at all of the egregious single guy behavior that had taken place over the course of the last few days. And some of them are just, Fucking insane. Yeah, some—it's really almost like it's getting worse to some degree.
0: I—I I think it's just more right now. I think there's a lot of messages coming through. I think people, as we look to get into like colder weather, kind of start and <laughs> they go into panic mode. They're like, "I need to find someone that I can fuck throughout the winter." I, I don't know. I think that's I a guess. Thing. But anyway, I wanted to bring up one that it maybe is not as egregious as some of the others, but I think it's a really important point because I think it speaks to a much bigger and more important issue that happens, okay? Okay. So we received this message on our Cassidy profile and someone reached out to us and they were basically like, hey, I'm going to be in your area soon for travel I'm traveling to your area and I would love to meet with you guys for a drink and I mean the message was nice enough you know he's asking I would love to buy you guys a drink I'd be honored to meet you if there if fun happens that'd be great I said thank you very much unfortunately we don't really do the random traveler thing we like more of the long-term things and we're not looking for new play partners right now but enjoy your time in our area He goes, "'No worries. Sometimes that could be lots of fun. You know, the whole random thing. I'm sane, super clean, hygienic, maybe overly so, and super respectful. If you guys are up for a drink, that would work, and then you decide yay or nay. No hard feelings.'" Dude, take no for an answer. My message back to him was respectful, but it was pointed. I made it very clear. We are not interested.
1: Yeah, I don't so, understand why people think that they're going to change your mind.
0: No, going through all of the different qualities that you have does not make me change my mind about having a random encounter with someone that's in the same town as us for three days.
1: Well, especially when you start out really, it starts out really well. Like you, he he had the right approach and ended on a good note. You respectfully turned him down, but certainly you did it the right way. And that, that, for me, that guy, that's a win. He won he did the right thing.
0: So needless to say, my second message back to him was not nearly as nice. I basically responded with, I love how you call yourself super respectful, yet you don't understand that no means no. You are not a respectful person. You continue to push and pressure because you thought that that was somehow going to get your foot in the door. And instead, what that makes me want to do is tell you to fuck off. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that is the exact message that I sent back to him, and I'm at that point with people, especially to me. The whole "no means no" thing is a bigger deal than just you don't want to be disrespectful. To me, it shows it shows me that you don't understand consent.
1: Well, you don't understand consent. You certainly don't understand boundaries. You obvious your obvious lack of respect for people is is pretty evident. But for me, it's it's a little bit more than that because here we are, you know, on the precipice of throwing. Hot wife events, where we will be very, very carefully vetting single guys and going through a process of interviewing them, literally face to face or skyping or whatever the case may be, and and really there's a there's a protocol in place in terms of you know who these guys are going to be that are going to be invited to attend the events. And while we're doing that, we're still getting bombarded with this ridiculous behavior. We're trying to create this a space that's more inviting for people. That doesn't work. You're not making it easier.
0: Well, and to be honest, I think that when these guys are reaching out in a respectful way, I'm thinking to myself, especially if they live semi-close to where we're going to be, because this guy does. He lives like six hours from Vegas. I'm not going to say where. That's a guy that if he would have respectfully just said, thanks so much, I appreciate the response, I could have said, by the way, we're going to be doing events not that far from you. If you ever travel to Vegas, I'd love to reach out to you for opportunities in the future. Now fuck no, I would never have this guy in the vent because I don't think that he's respectful.
1: No, it's really, it's unfortunate because as much as we want to help these guys, uh, especially the ones that reach out directly to us, and we do really truly try to uh, help them in terms of how they communicate with people. I have tried, I don't even know how many times, to explain to guys how to properly reach out to either myself or you or us. A lot of times it it works out really well. Sometimes it simply doesn't. And those are not the guys that are going to be Uh, Welcome in this space
0: I gotta tell you Listeners People probably listening To this show right now Have done something Similar to me On Instagram Not all of them obviously But multiple guys That say that they Listen to the show Reach out on Instagram And are like Hey you know Brenna and Brian I'd love to chat with you guys I'd love to get to know you I very respectfully say Hey I'm sorry We don't really have time For that Like our schedules Are really busy Thank you so much For reaching out Have a great day And then they continue To try to chat And they continue To try to get their foot in the door with us and it's like you obviously don't listen that closely to the show because if you think that I tell you no and you go forward with it anyway and that's gonna work you're out of your fucking mind
1: well it's it's the equivalent of people who don't read profiles, right, on the dating sites. I, I'm constantly getting this now because, of course, we're now we're in Vegas. Our profiles are all set in Vegas. I get all kinds of messages from couples. I mean, they're couples. And a lot of times it's the guy. At least they identify themselves as the male portion of the couple. No, you've clearly not read this, man. Or we wouldn't be having this dialogue right now. I wouldn't be having to tell you to go back and read my profile. It's the same thing. No means no. Pay attention. And if you truly are listening, then you know better.
0: Yeah, we should.
1: You know, listen I mean, a little
0: I... more closely. Maybe stop jerking the cock quite so much and go back to listen to the first half of the
1: podcast. No shit, the sexy stuff is coming. But you know, there's a period of time where maybe you should pay a little bit of attention. Yeah,
0: maybe you might actually glean some information that would not have me telling you to fuck off. Just yeah, saying. it's I don't it's like brewing. telling people to fuck off, but I absolutely will if you deserve it.
1: Well, there's a couple of them, and we'll talk about them. I'm sure at a later date that that every, they deserved every bit of it. It was some of it's just so fucking bad.
0: Yeah, some of the stuff I've been receiving lately has been bad and like i said i do think that in areas especially where it's getting colder i don't know people just go nuts i know this from living in montana yeah when the weather starts to change people start to do fucking crazy shit they throw decency out the window well
1: fucks with your head you know it's like oh shit there's already snow on the ground you know it's september i'm gonna have to hunker down i gotta get i gotta get it in quick
0: yeah i gotta find someone who might want to suck my cock over the winter yeah
1: because i'm gonna be stranded you know it's crazy shit (laughs) Crazy shit. Well, we've had a lot of experiences digitally, certainly a lot of experiences you I should say have had a lot of experiences as of late, personally, and intimately. So we have a lot to talk about today, one in particular, which I'm very excited to hear, because I have not heard anything about it.
0: Well, you've heard a couple of small details, but I'm excited for this because it is an exciting one. It's always exciting to have sex in places where you don't normally have sex. I'm not saying it was like anywhere super wild. Although I have been thinking lately, I want to have sex in places where I really shouldn't want to have sex.
1: Well, you and I talked about this for a long time. You wanted to have sex at the public library back home.
0: Oh my God. I think that'd be so fucking hot. Like up against the books, just getting railed.
1: Yeah. Not a place that we can do that though.
0: (laughs) No, not, not a place. If we're ever in a library and we happen to be in there and there's no nobody else there i am going to suck your cock i'm well, just saying well this
1: particular library had a police annex in the bottom of it so i think that was a <laughs> terrible fucking idea so probably not the best place you know no, in, in I was, hindsight
0: i want to have sex in a dressing room at we some did
1: point. you did suck my cock in a coffee shop
0: I did. And it was not even that secluded of an area.
1: It was not secluded. In fact, there was somebody, which I didn't realize, of course, there was an area about eight feet behind me that there was a wall separating us so they couldn't see it. But I didn't realize anybody was back there. Yeah. Very sketchy.
0: We could have gotten arrested for that.
1: Yeah. Well, also, it was a place we frequented. (laughs) They knew our names. They knew our
0: coffee order. They knew
1: your birthday.
0: Yeah which was
1: really freaky. Yeah, that could have been bad. (laughs) Yeah, that could have been
0: bad. So this story does not take place in any crazy place. It was definitely somewhere that is meant to have sex in, but, you know, it wasn't a bedroom or anything. So I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. There was too many many, uh, ambiguous details in what I just said. I'm going to have to tell you guys the whole story very soon. But first, we want to say a thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. You guys, I am so excited about our newest partner, Laurel's. Do you sometimes want the sensations of oral sex, but without skin-to-skin contact, or sometimes you just want to spice things up with some latex? We get it, there are many ways to get pleasure, not just penetration, and that's why laurels were created. Laurels are single-use, natural latex panties designed to be worn during oral sex and rimming. I think it's perfect for lifestylers, too, because sometimes you meet someone new, maybe you get caught up in the heat of the moment, you want to play with them, you want their tongue on you, but you're not quite ready for skin-to-skin contact yet. And I think this is a great option for that. Plus they come in these tiny cute little envelopes or pink little envelopes that you can just throw in your swingers bag and take with you to the club. Now they can also be used, for example, when you're on your period, maybe you're on your period and you don't want to get right to it without worrying about a mess. You can wear these and still receive all of the pleasures from oral. I'll also say they are so soft and they feel so good on your skin. They also look very sexy. They come in two different varieties. You can get the bikinis or the short for a little bit more full coverage, and they fit women from sizes zero all the way up to 20, and the company is working on additional sizes now. So these are really great products to just make sure that no matter the reason that you don't want that skin-to-skin contact during oral, you can still have the fun and receive the same pleasures.
1: Well, even without the skin-to-skin contact, they're so ultra-thin. When you and I played with them and I was providing you oral through them, It just created a different sensation and even a different response from you. So they're just fun to use, even if, you know, you're just throwing something new in the mix.
0: Well, like I said, it's because the latex feels good against your skin. It's not a cheapo latex. It feels soft and amazing. And yes, because it's so thin, I was able to feel all of the sensations. So, I definitely recommend this product. And listeners of our show are going to receive 15% off from Laurels from your per- first purchase when you go to www.mylaurels.com. That's www.mylaurels.com and use code FPS for that 15% discount today. This episode of FPS is brought to you by Motor Bunny. I have to ask you, what was it like the first time you saw me on the Motor Bunny?
1: Oh, it was interesting because even if you think you know what kind of uh, response you're going to get when someone gets on the motor bunny and starts to really use the motor bunny, you're wrong. <laughs> It's way better.
0: Way more intense.
1: It's so intense. And it's so it's so unique. And when you... It's like that. the first time I remember seeing your face for the first time on that thing. Like, there was a light shining on you. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, the clouds parted. You know, it was... It was, was a it was,
0: life-changing moment. Yeah,
1: it really was. It was impressive. And everyone that's ever used it has the same response.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I use a lot of vibrators. And I like a lot of power to my vibrators. So I am no a stranger to the super powerful vibrations on my region but it nothing compares to the motor bunny honestly nothing compares it is so powerful and what i really love is you can switch it up and do all sorts of different things with it so you never get bored because it's so many different sex toys in one
1: it is it listen it is the if you're going to have one toy you're going to have one vibrator in in your arsenal there is no other one to have yeah this is it
0: For sure. What's amazing is you're going to get a $40 discount off of your Motor Bunny package when you use the link in our show notes for your Motor Bunny. You can also use our referral code, which is FPS, but it's easier to just go click on the referral code in our show notes. It's gonna take you to all of the different packages that you can get. There's a lot of different types of Motor Bunny now. You have the Motor Bunny buck, you have all sorts of different attachments and attachment sets that you can buy. It's very, very cool. So go check it out for yourself. Make sure you use our referral link in the Show notes for your $40 discount.
1: This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at RexMD. Guys, should Viagra really cost $90? I don't think so. If you have a robust sex life like a lot of us lifestylers, the cost is ridiculous. That's why I've got to tell you about RexMD. RexMD.com has FDA approved generic Viagra starting at just $2 per tablet and delivered discreetly to your door. Here's how it works. Just fill out a brief survey, and if appropriate, you can try a starter pack of generic Viagra. Starter packs are currently available to new customers. RexMD.com has helped over 100,000 men get generic Viagra from the comfort of their home. There's no copay. there are no doctor office visits, and your shipping is always free. If you're looking for generic Viagra, RexMD has made the process fast, easy, and affordable. So, don't wait another minute. RexMD is now offering starter packs of generic generic viagra for new customers. Visit rexmdcom right now to get started. That's rex, R-E-X m d.com/fps.
0: I loved this play session that we are going to be recalling today. I'm going to be recalling cuz you as you mentioned know very little about it. I loved it for many reasons. The number one reason was absolutely because of who it was with.
1: Well, for sure. That's always the key, right? The right partner.
0: Well, absolutely. But I think, so we're going to be talking about Pierre today, one of my absolute favorite play partners. And the reason I love Pierre is because he is such a free spirit. You meet very few people who are as open to experiences and just kind of open-minded in general as Pierre.
1: Yeah. Well, also, he's super cerebral. He's an intelligent, really intelligent guy. Yes. So you take his th- th- amazing accent. He's just so, I, he cracks me up. Just listening to him talk cracks me up. <laughs> and, you know, his, this effervescence he has, and he's goofy, you know, he's super friendly. He, I don't think he's ever met a stranger. And he's a really bright guy. So all of those things combined, I mean, he's just a great human being. And when he's, a, when you're around him, you just can't help but have fun. Like me, we're, you know, we were in a club. I hate that environment. Yes. But being with him, I just, I'm just laughing. Because he's just fucking hilarious to be around.
0: Exactly. We were just having such a great conversation, the three of us. That's really how this whole thing started, was the three of us sitting, having a drink together, laughing, joking. We're talking about his family. We're talking about our move. It's so normal. And I loved that you could kind of also share in that moment with us because it always makes me feel better when you're included in some of those things. Not like from a sexy perspective, just, I don't know, because you're my best friend, I guess, and I like having you around. But I like how well you and Pierre get along, I guess.
1: Well, I mean, that's the whole thing. We talk about it a lot in terms of how we like to interact with people. In fact, we just had a conversation with a friend two or three nights ago over dinner and drinks for a couple of, you know, two or three hours. And, you know, he's also a play partner of yours. And being able to sit down with someone that you are physical with, that we genuinely like being around and having a drink with, I say it all the time, I don't want you necessary to play with someone that I can't sit and have a drink with. I need to like the person, you know, to, on some level. And when you're able to do that, it really changes everything. So I think I would like to think it probably makes your experience with them from a sexual perspective just that much better because the idea of my approval, let's call it, of the situation is certainly not a factor.
0: That and I can just focus on the eroticism because I know you're not worrying about me. I know you're not worrying about the experience I'm gonna have. Pierre and I have had such good experiences up to this point that you have there is zero concern in your mind that I'm gonna go have this amazing play session and come back with a smile on my face. Right,
1: and and from as you said, from a safety perspective, I'm not concerned at all that anything is you know going to happen to you in Pierre's presence. So from that perspective, I I feel great.
0: So eventually, you left. You went to bed. I stayed with Pierre and. This is where it gets really interesting, because in some ways, it felt like we were on a date. Yeah, of course it was different than things he and I have done together in the past because typically you know maybe we'll go have a drink together but then it's really all about the play that was not the case here at all in fact we had set a time that we were going to go play that came and went a long time ago a long time before we actually went to go play because we just got so wrapped up we were there for a show we saw the show we were drinking we were talking to people around us but it was also I mean at one point I'm watching the show he wraps his arms around me from behind and I'm just like leaning my body into him. It felt like a date.
1: Well, yeah, and at, at some at one point, I was actually. I guess I I, I woke up. I was laying on the couch, and. It was late at night. It was after midnight. It was twelve thirty or whatever it was. I hadn't heard from you, and I thought, wow, they're they're out pretty late because we met him early. He, you know, he met us right after he got off of work, and so you guys were together for a good period of time. I knew you were fine and you were safe, but I thought, wow, they must be having a good time. I went back to sleep.
0: We had a great fucking time, but it was kind of weird. It was more intimate than I have been with most play partners, and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it.
1: I don't. I didn't realize there was an issue.
0: It's not an issue from his perspective. I think he's wonderful. I'm just saying, we talked about this last week. There is a difference in intimacy with a play partner than with somebody that you're dating. And when those lines get blurred, which often happens in the lifestyle, especially when you have regular play partners, especially when you so thoroughly enjoy your play partners, it gets kind of confusing.
1: I don't know. I I think it was probably one of those situations where... It's an in-the-moment type thing. I mean, you guys are super comfortable with one another. And the truth of the matter is, I don't think that Pierre's behavior is ever altered by my presence. No. In fact, we just had this conversation yesterday. We were at another resort at one point. We were in the pool, and there were some folks that we had never met before. Right. This sexy uh, porn actress that I was interacting with who just could not have been any hotter. She thought that, it was myself, you and Pierre. She thought that you and Pierre were the couple. Yes. And that I was kind of the the third wheel in the the group. And so that's, you know, she was interacting with me and then realized, you know, when she asked, I guess I stepped away or whatever, how long had, had you and Pierre been together? And like, well... That's my partner. Pierre's my play partner. She was really surprised because of the interaction between the two of you. And I was right there. So it's not like something that's happening because I'm present or I'm not present. It's just natural for him. He's just an affectionate guy. Yeah,
0: But it also speaks to his and my connection because we really yeah. do have a great connection.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, he's, he's an affectionate, a kind of a physical... Person, you know, he's real touchy feely.
0: But I'm sure a lot of people who are in the lifestyle can relate to this, especially if you have regular play partners, there's still a line there. Yeah. And that line gets very blurry at times. And it is really confusing to kind of compartmentalize it, to understand what's okay, what's not okay. Not to say that any boundaries were crossed on either end from our partner's perspective, more so what were we comfortable with?
1: Well, you say that people understand it. They probably do if they play the way we do. We know a lot more people that don't play the way we do and have no understanding of this at all. They find it very strange. What the fuck
0: are you talking about?
1: (laughs) The idea that you would even be alone with someone or that I would be on a date or you would be on a date is a foreign concept to them. Yeah. They really just can't wrap their heads around it. seasoned lifestyle people.
0: So anyway, I wanted to throw that out there because I think it's an important note on all of this and not that it impacted the the play session because the play session was so fucking hot, but I think it's an important thing to cover because we know a lot of people that want to play similarly to us and it is something you're going to have to think about. It's something you're going to have to talk to your partner about, understand the boundaries, but then also with yourself kind of grapple with what are you okay with when it's not a romantic partner.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to change. It'll It'll ebb and flow. Over time.
0: Well, it'll change when I'm actually with someone that I'm romantically interested in. 100%. Much like we talked about last week. Yeah. So anyway, and aside, we had this great night. We watched the show. We were kinda of cuddling with each other. And then eventually, I think it was probably geez, at least eleven thirty, maybe even a little a drop later than that, he asked if I wanted to go to the playrooms. So We went to the playrooms, we put our stuff in a locker. You know, all we had with us were our towels and our shoes and a couple of condoms. And What else do you need, really? (laughs) We walk into the playrooms and we grab a sheet and we put it on one of the beds in one of the private rooms. Another aside, people, (laughs) learn your fucking playroom etiquette, okay? Manners,
1: manners. Learn
0: your etiquette. This
1: is the only part of the story I'm aware of, by the way, because (laughs) you came to me just screaming about it for any number of reasons.
0: It's fucking disrespectful. If you walk into a playroom and a door is closed, you don't open the door. You keep the fucking door closed. At
1: minimum, you knock on the door.
0: No, you don't even fucking do that. You just fucking wait until the door opens, okay? If the door is open, then you are welcome to stand at the door and say, hey, guys, are you okay if I come in?
1: Yes, but someone before you could easily have closed the door behind them, not knowing etiquette as well, not th- so someone could think that that room was empty. You knock on the door, you wait for a response. If the door is closed, you don't go in. If the window is closed, you don't look in. That's pretty standard.
0: Yeah, well, people need to fucking learn it, because a guy within three minutes of us being in the playroom w- w- slams the door open, and tries to come in And I freak the fuck out I'm well, like get the fuck out The door was closed I did feel a little bit bad but-
1: Well he was also A coupled person So once again This was not a single guy issue This guy was with his partner and simply didn't have the etiquette or the, the wherewithal to know exactly what to do. And, you know, there's some education that needs to be, uh, I think, instituted there.
0: Well, the great thing about Pierre is he doesn't skip a beat. This he thing doesn't This happens care. very quickly. I mean, we had barely put the sheet on the bed. I think we were on the bed kind of making out with each other when it happened. I told the guy to get the fuck out. And then it's like, we just go right back to the sexiness. And I love Pierre for that because he is the perfect person to put in a situation like that and just like drive it all back to being fun and exciting because he immediately starts kissing me again and it was really hot because so i'm laying on my back pierre's on top of me we're both naked we're completely naked and he's on top of me and i can feel his cock but it's not there's no penetration going on he doesn't have a condom on nothing like that it's It's this idea of, like, we're so far away from it because he also placed the condoms on the couch probably six feet away from us.
1: So he had to get off the bed to get them.
0: Yes, and no oral had happened at this point either. So it was just this idea of, like, he's on top of me. I can feel his cock getting hard against my stomach, which I also found very erotic because we are barely touching each other. This thing is barely starting, and yet I can feel his cock growing on me. I can feel that he's getting turned on There was something very sensual about that to me. Well, it's also
1: not the norm for you because you're not typically in that situation. You don't find yourself in that situation a lot.
0: Exactly. And I think the other thing was that for Pierre, he really wanted to take his time and kind of savor everything. Because multiple times I was like, I want to suck your cock. And he's like, no, just let me kiss you. Let me touch you. He really wanted to revel in the experience. And I'm glad that he slowed the pace down because I was so worked up and we'd been touching each other all night. We'd been flirting all night. We'd been talking about having sex all night, that by the time we got into that playroom and we were naked, I just wanted his cock in my mouth. That's all I wanted That in the doesn't whole world. surprise me at all. It was like, I will give up anything to have that cock in my fucking mouth at this moment. And he's like, no, just chill the fuck out. Yeah. Let me kiss you. Let's come down from this whole thing. And well, I, I say let... it all
1: the time. You have the patience of a seven-year-old. You I have to wait. I
0: really do. I really do. And Pierre, I think, understands that. We've played with each other enough times, and I've pushed for situations to move quickly enough times that he now understands how to kind of calm me down, get me back to center. But at the same time that he's saying, like, no, just let me kiss you. Let me touch you. I feel his cock growing on me. And it was hot.
1: Well, do you think at some point, particularly if, you know, when a situation comes up where you are potentially in a, uh, you know, secondary relationship with someone where you might savor the moment a little bit more?
0: I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, you and I don't. I mean, we just get right to it. You know, that's
0: really not who like, I am. You're
1: sucking my cock, or I'm licking your pussy. i you know, I got my tongue in your ass. Something's just kind of, it's just going down.
0: Yeah, it happens very quickly. In fact, the other night I came out. You had our sex light on, which is yes. like key for hey, I want you to come suck my cock, and I went straight for that cock so fast it would have made people's heads spin I might as well have ran across the room to you it was fucking crazy because yeah I just don't have the patience once I have sex on the brain that's all there is to it yeah and I'm totally
1: fine with that I'm just wondering if you think that's going (laughs) to change
0: it will not change for me okay because it's not
1: going to change for me I don't
0: care (laughs) I like that Pierre is different and he provides a little bit of variety in that
1: well I thought about this because not not because of the situation with you and Pierre but uh, let me take a moment the idea that you and I don't really, we don't do the cuddling and then the making out. And then all of a sudden we're naked. We're already naked. I'm laying in bed. I'm stroking my cock. I'm waiting for you to come out. And then boom, it's on or vice versa. You know, I'll come out and out of the shower, you're in bed and you're playing with yourself or you're naked and the sex light is on and it, you know, whatever the case may be. But that's because you and I are, we're touching each other and kissing each other all day.
0: That's probably part of it. All day long. Yeah, that's probably part of
1: it. We do it when we're working. We do it when we're at dinner, if we're sitting down at a bar, if we're at a coffee shop. You know, you're kissing me on the cheek, I'm kissing you, I'm touching you, you're touching me. There's always contact. If we're driving in the car, we're touching each other. So by the time we are ready to have sex, we've had all this contact already. Yeah. You know, it's already been built up throughout the course of the day, so I think that's probably a big part of it.
0: Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But like I said, Pierre's very different. He really wants to touch me. He wants to kiss me. He wants to moan things in my ear, of course, in this amazing French accent that drives me fucking insane. And so we're doing all of that. I feel his rock hard cock on my stomach. At one point I reached down and kind of like started stroking his cock and he kind of giggled, which I think was his way of being like, You really can't fucking help yourself, no. can you? No, he knows. You're he putting knows that you're a child. Hand right in the cookie jar.
1: Yeah, he knows you're a child. <laughs>
0: So, pretty soon after some teasing, in my opinion, he allows me to start sucking his cock. He kind of gets up on both knees at the head of the bed. I am propped up on my elbows, sucking his cock. And once again, I love that Pierre moans in French. He says French words (laughs) and French phrases. I have no idea what he's saying, but I love that he does that because to me, it makes it feel like he's lost in the moment. He's not thinking about speaking to me, obviously, because I don't speak French. Yeah. And he doesn't care.
1: By now you should because you've heard it enough. (laughs) He
0: doesn't doesn't care that I don't know what he's saying because it's not about me. He's just getting lost in the pleasure of it. I
1: told you, Carolina did, did that to me a number of times. She could have been ordering off a fucking Portuguese menu. I don't give a shit. It was just hot.
0: Yeah. So I'm sucking his cock. I'm touching on his balls. I'm kind of like reaching up every once in a while, propping myself on one elbow to reach up and kind of stroke his balls, which he fucking loves. I'm stroking that little sensitive skin that's like right under the balls and he fucking loves that too and pretty quickly he wants to lick my pussy so he flips me over literally flips me over and gets on the other side gets in between my legs starts going down on me and i fully stand by that i believe that because of the way he rolls his tongues with his tongue with certain things that he says in his in French that that's why he's so good at licking pussy because it literally okay. is like he's rolling his tongue on my pussy
1: maybe he's speaking french while he's doing it
0: i would love to think that that's what's going on in fact next time that we have sex i'm going to be thinking of that
1: <laughs> i'm sure you could ask be him be and he would do it i'm going
0: to him saying french phrases on my pussy because it's so fucking hot <laughs> so he's licking my pussy it makes me come explosively and here's the the fun thing i was talking in the towards the beginning of the episode, about how it's fun to be in a place that's not your bedroom, right? It's fun to be in a place where, yes, sex is obviously supposed to happen there. It's a playroom. But there are so many other sensations going on. So, for example, as I'm sucking his cock, as he's going down on me but hasn't made me come yet, I'm hearing other noises going on. I'm hearing moans. Sure. I'm hearing maybe some light chatter. But once I start coming, all of that gets blocked out. And that's also kind of cool to think about because it's like it doesn't matter what else is going on around us. I'm able to block everything out other than the fact that this amazing tongue is right on my clit making me come.
1: Yeah, that's all that matters though.
0: Yeah. Well, it is when you're coming. <laughs>
1: yeah, when you, yeah, in that moment that's all that matters.
0: And it's kind of like uh, it's like a freeze frame moment because then as soon as I'm done coming, I start noticing the moans again too. And I'll say for me, they're not as distracting as I thought they would be. They kind of fuel me in certain ways. Hearing, for example, I can tell there's kind of the orgy bed right outside of our door, and it's clear that there's multiple people that are starting to now kind of filter into the playroom and get on the beds, and they're also starting to moan. And it's like a multiplication of moans, because first it's just one, and then it's three, and then it's, you can tell it's maybe five or six. And that was very sexy to me.
1: Yeah, so you and I are just polar opposites in that way. That would have driven me crazy.
0: Oh, I loved it, because you can't see any of it. You're not witnessing these things happen. So in my mind, especially as we're kind of transitioning, he stops licking my pussy. He's putting on a condom, getting ready to fuck me. We have a quick conversation about how he wants to fuck me. He says he wants me to lay on my back and he just wants to put all of his weight on top of me and fuck me that way. But as we're having this conversation, I am picking up on these moans and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what's going on out there? Like who is getting fucked in what way? Who's licking whom? Is there an orgy going on out there? I'm not witnessing it. I'm just thinking, about and imagining what could be going on. Sure. And that's very sexy to me.
1: Yeah, to me, it would just be distracting.
0: Yeah, I think it's just two different people in playrooms. I also think there are people who would be dying to see what's going on. They wouldn't be able to just sit back and allow kind of the moans and the noises to drive them. They would have to be out there witnessing that live action porn.
1: Absolutely. We know a lot of those people.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not that person. I want all of the auditory sensation without any of the visual stimulation. That turns me on. So once again, I'm laying on my back. Pierre enters me. I'm hearing all these moans. And on top of that, Pierre starts looking at me. I talk about this all the time. The eyes are so important to me during sex because they say everything to you. They say everything you need to know. I can see hunger in someone's eyes. I can see excitement. I can see trepidation at t- you know all of these different things. I can see what people are really thinking during sex through their eyes. I've learned that skill because you know I have sex with a lot of people. Let's be real.
1: Lots of different people, and they have different. <laughs> their eyes tell you different things.
0: And his eyes are passionate. When he's looking at me, it's like he is so excited to be fucking me. It's not a hunger. It's more like a just a deep desire. desire, Like a burning desire to be fucking me in that moment. And so he enters me with that look on his face and that look in his eyes. And it's fucking phenomenal. And the other thing that I really love that Pierre does is he's very good at placing his hands in, in the right spot. So for example, I have this you know, I got a big booty and I have kind of this crease in between my booty where my booty meets my hip and my yeah. thigh. Because I've, I've got some thighs too. I'm a thicker girl. Okay? I'm familiar with that space. Yeah, I, you're very intimately familiar with what I'm talking about. And he's able to just grip right in that space to really use it as leverage to fuck me. And yeah. I love that. A, because it feels really good to like have that finger going into your hip flexor and it, it feels good. It's almost like a massage there. But also, it allows him to really penetrate me deeply. So he's doing that for a long time. And I Coming over and over again, and he comes fairly quickly probably within 10 minutes or so of fucking me on top he comes and we just kind of lie there and i assumed that's where the play session was going to end right. we're kind of petting on each other we're kissing on each other a little bit uh we're joking around we're once again listening to what's going on outside wondering what's going on outside i was like at this point it sounds like a fucking roman orgy out there because it was all of these noises and you could tell the playroom was really filling up right and so we're, we're talking about that. We're kind of letting that fuel us. I had no idea his refractory period was so fucking fast because within probably three minutes, he's like, I really want to fuck you again. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I reach down and I start touching his cock, thinking it's going to be soft, thinking I'm really going to have to work to get his cock hard again. He's already mostly hard again. I was so fucking impressed by that. And I was immediately turned on because it made me feel like he really wanted me. Like he was excited to be there with me. He was excited to fuck me. Enough to the point that he can come and get hard again within just a few minutes.
1: Yeah, and he wasn't in a rush to get out of there. No. Just not his not his way.
0: He wanted to enjoy me. I love that. So I'm once again, I'm stroking his cock I'm saying naughty things to him I'm like I really want you to be balls deep inside of me again and he's like I'm gonna be and we're just being very flirty with each other back and forth he goes and gets the other condom for a couple of minutes I got on my elbows and was facing the wall and just had my ass up in the air he's kind of touching on it while he's putting the condom on he starts fucking me like that and I I Love being fucked from behind, but not so much by B- by Pierre, because part of the draw and the intrigue for me is seeing the looks on his face, seeing the facial expressions, him saying things to me and seeing how the things kind of come out of his mouth, because he's got this beautiful accent. I love the way his mouth moves while he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> to me. I know that sounds so fucking weird, but I like facing him for whatever reason. So after a couple of minutes, I'm like, I want you to spin me around and I want you to fuck me on top again. So I lay down on my back. He gets on top. He starts kind of grabbing onto my tits and he's never uber aggressive. But he's very deliberate with his touch like he knows how to touch me in pleasurable ways so for example he kind of cups my tits and he's kind of pushing them up and squeezing them at the same time and I'm like oh I love having my tits squeezed and he's like I know you do so he squeezes just a little bit harder and just presses his thumbs into me and just has this grip on my tits while he's pushing himself back inside of me and I loved that and he fucked me for quite a while on top like that and then this was really hot so I decided that I was because I I know that he really enjoys his balls being played with. So I found a way to swing my arm around and grab onto his balls from the back while he was fucking me. And I'm not talking like hard gripping, just like a nice massage. And I'm also kind of pushing him more into me. So he's like hard fucking me at this point. I'm gripping onto his balls or, or massaging his balls with one of my hands. The other hand I'm using to kind of grab onto his ass and his lower back and push him into me. It became this very I don't know. It picked up speed. It picked up intensity. And by the end of it, he's hard fucking me. So I grabbed both of my... pull both of my hands back around I grab onto his shoulders and I start whispering in his ear like come for me I want you to come for me again are you going to come for me and he's like yes I'm so close I'm going to come and he's pounding the shit out of me and it is so hot and then once again just before Pierre comes he always starts speaking in French moaning in French that's how I always know he's close I love those tells of someone when they're. Yeah, he's giving close. himself away yeah but I love that because I love knowing like you're right there and it's such a turn on to know if I, if I just Pick up the intensity a little bit. If I say something that's just a little bit more raunchy or dirty, you're gonna go over the edge and come. I fucking love that moment. It's so hot. So he's speaking in French. I'm like, you need to come for me right now. And he just comes so hard. His legs start shaking, his arms start shaking. Once again, just spewing out words in French. I'm eating up every fucking moment of it. I'm loving it so much. I wish we could have come together. I was really trying to make that happen, like hold off my last orgasm, but I just, I fucking couldn't. I was coming, this whole thing, I probably came at least six or seven times. So I I was so close again, I just couldn't get myself there. Because I love when I come with someone else because I squeeze and it's that extra sensation. Yeah, that, that,
1: I mean, you tighten up so much and it's it's impossible not to come when you do that a lot of times.
0: Oh, I was so close, damn it. I was I was disappointed in myself. But I love that his whole body shook. He comes, he pulls out of me. And once again, we are just laying next to each other. And that's when I realized that because everything was so intense during our sex, I was just picking up on the noises again. Right. It's like when those intense moments are happening, we're getting lost in our own little world. We're not giving a shit about anything that's happening around us until we come down from it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, we're in a playroom. And there are people that probably just heard us and probably heard him yelling in French and moaning as he's, you know, getting ready to orgasm. And that idea is very sexy to me, too. I, I think it's a little bit of that exhibitionist streak in me.
1: Well, if you can hear them, almost certainly they can hear you. So for sure, they were they were being fueled just as much or maybe more so than you guys were.
0: I fucking loved it. So pretty quickly, we kind of clean ourselves up. Pierre's always such a gentleman. And it's also very kind of erotic to me. He grabs my towel and kind of starts just lightly rubbing like my pussy area. And I had sweat kind of on my tits at this point. I don't know if it was his or mine, but he kind of wipes that up with the other side of the towel. And I loved that because it felt very caring, but it was also... It was a come down from everything. It was our chance to kind of come back to center and, you know, catch our breaths and do it in a very sensual and caring way with each other. So I kind of cleaned up his cock a little bit. And then we put our towels around us and we left. And so we're walking out of the playroom and Pierre loves the playrooms. Okay. yeah,
1: he's listen, he's an exhibitionist. He's a guy that likes that kind of group interaction. I mean, he's yeah, he's just that guy.
0: So we did stand for a brief moment and kind of watch what was going on and I realized in doing that that I liked the fantasy of being in the playroom with the door shut instead because I, once again, I get to imagine what's going on so in my head the hottest shit is going on out there. Only stuff I'm into is going on out there, right? As I'm standing there watching, I realize I'm way more of an exhibitionist than I am a voyeur because I'm just not, I'm not turned on by that. It doesn't do much for me. Right. He's very different. So we did stand there for a couple of minutes, kind of Talked a little bit about what was going on. And then we decided to kind of collect everything and leave, get dressed again. And he walked me all the way back to our room. And uh, what was really funny is we ran into Theo as we were walking back to the room.
1: You told me he was there.
0: (laughs) I'm like, what are the fucking odds of that? There are a couple hundred people on property. We literally ran into Theo. (laughs) so that was funny but anyway we go he walks me all the way to the room such a gentleman kisses me goodnight. says please tell Brian thank you so much and here's what I loved most about this entire thing yes there were some kind of intimate moments that happened in the beginning that made me go "Huh, oh, this is kind of eh, not weird but just
1: confusing
0: yeah. let's call it confusing okay Despite all of that, though, we wrapped up the night in a very friendly way. It was like, kiss on the cheek, please tell Brian, thank you so much for you coming out. And we were able to really transition away from the intimacy and just kind of come down from all of it. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: That that the, the piece that you're referring to that you find somewhat, you know, a little bit uncomfortable and maybe a little bit confusing, I think is really Pierre's way of leading into that that intimacy that you guys share. That's just kind of a, not so much a foreplay for him, but it's a prelude into getting in the right mindset.
0: Do you think part of it is that he's a romantic person? 100%. And i am really not a romantic person.
1: Absolutely. You, yeah, you, yeah. he is, you are not. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. He, the idea of the entire thing is romantic to him. Yeah. He romanticizes the entire, you know, the, the experience in its entirety. That's not where you are. Not because he's, you know, looking for that relationship or that level of intimacy. That's just how he performs.
0: Yeah, I would assume he's not even thinking of it.
1: No, no, no. It's it's subconscious.
0: Which is also kind of cool because I like the idea that he can just be himself and, and do what feels natural to him. I really I need to stop overthinking it. I hear from our listeners all the time, you overthink everything and you're absolutely fucking right. I do. I need to be more in the moment. I need to stop being so fucking erotic. I'm working on it. And I think it's important that I work on it with people like Pierre that I'm already really comfortable with. It's just something that still goes through my head. And, and like I said, I'm sure I'm not alone in feeling that way.
1: No, we, we overthink a lot of things and we overanalyze a lot of situations that really don't require it. You know, it was fun. It was hot. You enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. I certainly enjoy hearing about it. And then, you know, us, of course, reconnecting from it. So there's, it's all good stuff. Uh, There's really nothing to think too hard about. Just enjoy the moment.
0: I'm working on it, okay? Easier said than done. i was going to say pot kettle again. Yeah, (laughs) same. I do
1: the same thing. Need
0: to stop overthinking shit. But I did, I, I loved this play session with him. I loved being in the playrooms and experiencing kind of that fantasy of what was going on outside the door. I think that's probably the most comfortable situation for me in a playroom, being able to hear other people and being able to kind of take some of that sexual energy without being directly involved as in having sex right next to someone or watching someone else have sex yeah for sure that's a much more erotic experience for me in a playroom
1: yeah and it, well and for some people like Pierre they he enjoys that he likes to be near other people and having other people watch him and be able to watch others and you know it's just a different way of looking at it
0: yeah absolutely so guys I want to let you know we just put up a new sex on your terms episode on our patreon community and we're also gonna have a brand new bonus episode this week just like we do every single week plus if you guys are looking to connect with some lifestylers if you want to bounce some ideas off off of other people, share some sexy photos, just develop a community of people, you really need to join our Telegram group. It is honestly our favorite place to connect with people. And we know that you're going to enjoy it because the people that are in that group are some of the most thoughtful, caring, wonderful people ever. Those are just a few of the bonuses we offer our patreon members as a thank you for sponsoring the show and we want to say a very big thank you to the newest members of our patreon community who this week are dave bill mike and amy thank you guys so much for jumping on board if you would also like to sponsor the show and receive tons of bonuses and access to our telegram group please go over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers today I have some exciting news. I have officially put up some girl on girl stuff on my OnlyFans.
1: And it's hot. I've seen it. It was pretty fucking intense. We're going to talk about that at some point, that whole session you had with our amazing friend Leah. Wow, that was some fucking hot shit. Oh
0: my God, it's so hot. I still
1: have the pictures (laughs) on my phone and the video,
0: just saying. I definitely want you to check that out over at OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. And of course, we want you to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at FPSwingers and Instagram at FPSPodMedia. Check out our YouTube channel called Front Porch Swingers. Don't forget to check out the Goodfellas link in our show notes so you can see, get an idea of uh, the organization that we're going to be partnering with when we head to vegas and start throwing our hot wife events and what else do we have
1: Lots. We have a lot of stuff coming up. The next three weeks going to be Fast and Furious. You have been up to some naughty shit that we're going to be talking about. We already have some stuff planned for you to be naughty in Vegas when we arrive. <laughs> of course uh, we do. Yeah, it's cr- it's just Nobody's crazy. Nobody's
0: surprised by that. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, no. And let's not forget, we have about four or five days of absolute debauchery with a bunch of amazing friends uh, coming up very soon.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, stay tuned for all of it. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening.
1: Thanks, everybody.